Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And I think that's probably the number one strategy that's led to our success. We both luckily have a very strong shared vision and then we consistently work to it. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode, we're back with online real estate gurus Matt and Liz Rad. We'll get to listen how the couple delved into business broking, learning from business owners who had means in cash to invest, the motivation for buying businesses, how their strategy continues to help them make large profits in their online properties and much, much more. Liz Rad share how they came to a point in the journey where they wanted to become business brokers for import and export businesses. Um, we used to bite off a lot of stuff. Uh, yes, that's true. But also, we were getting to a point, I think, in our business careers where we wanted to step back from all that management, all that stock, all that stuff. Um, and plus, um, it was around that time too. Um, I wanted to learn. Off. Oh, yeah. So, I, I realized very quickly that being a business broker has one incredible advantage. So, for me, always being driven about Growth. wealth and, and learning how to be successful in business as an entrepreneur. Because of my background, I didn't know any entrepreneurs or successful business owners. I, I didn't know any millionaires whatsoever. So when I moved into Sydney, I learned this idea that you've got to get out there and network and talk to people. And back then I was incredibly shy. And so working with business owners, I realized that can open up my world. So I got, as a business broker, you get to network and hang out with a lot of buyers and sellers of businesses. And of course, in particular, what's really interesting, at first I thought it would be the sellers who were most interesting because they're obviously successful and they're, they're sell, these are guys in their 60s selling off their businesses. But I realized for every good business that I was representing, there'd be at least a dozen buyers who are all high net worth. So I pretty quickly moved into selling multi-million dollar businesses because the purely because I got to learn and hang out with multimillionaires who were interested in buying those businesses. And I got to meet some of my you know, heroes, people that I used to see on the front page of the Fin Review or, or, or BRW, which doesn't exist anymore. These are people that I used to look up and read because back then I was reading everything I possibly could about business. And I was getting to read all these stories about these amazing Australian entrepreneurs. And then lo and behold, as a business broker, I got to meet them, go and negotiate with them, sometimes negotiate against them. And it was just mainly I did it for a learning experience. It was it was pretty intense, but it was just, it was awesome. And you're highly paid as well. Yeah, highly paid when you, when you sell the big ones. After meeting all these people, you may have also discovered the driving motivation for buying businesses. They would have had some business prior before buying these new ones. So tell me, what did you learn from them? 
a lot of the buyers were um, corporates, uh, very wealthy oh, corporates. That was CEOs of some pretty famous companies here in yep. Australia and, and really interesting. Oh, but the ones that I gravitated to is exactly what Tyrone said, the guys who are already very right. successful in business. And so to this day, I'm still good friends with a number of them. You just click with certain people and I, I just learned so much. And they could see that Liz and I were so enthusiastic about this stuff. And the thing that drove us, bringing it right back to our first um, I think this carries through in everything we teach these days, is to our first business, we made a big mistake, which was we didn't know how to value a business. So what Liz and I love doing, we when you speak to these high net worth guys, these are entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs who would buy multiple businesses. Every single one of them, we would sit down with them because, and they would, I would get them to take them through with me. How are they valuing this manufacturing business or this wholesale import business. And literally we'd sit down normally at McDonald's um, before we go into the meeting to visit because we're out in the western suburbs. These are businesses, manufacturing businesses in the western suburbs of Sydney. So I'd, I'd pick these guys up just like a real estate agent would, sit down with them, and then we would um, go through and they'd teach me how to value a business, how to understand a P&L, the balance sheet, and what they were prepared to pay. And then I get to watch them how they negotiate the deal. And that's what our life was and it was awesome, really good. How long did you do that for? About five years, I suppose. You can go back in yeah. time. Well, yeah. then I became an expert and really well known for valuing these businesses and what to do when people are looking at exiting their business. So then I started advising guys who were selling businesses anywhere from a million up to $20 million. And they'd say, well, what do we do? And I had a big network, so I could ring up people who had done big deals and ask for advice and stuff like that. But also, more importantly, I had the buyers. And people who have, but literally, I, this was, I remember Tyron, this spun me out, but I knew no millionaires. You got to think of my background, growing up, pretty rough background, no money whatsoever. I can remember the first time I met a, 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 one of these entrepreneurs and he said, he really liked me and he was teaching me what he looks for. And he said, Matthew, I, right now I've got $3 million in cash sitting in the bank. And I've also got access to more money if I need it through a private network of, because I, I started working with private equity firms as well. And my jaw nearly hit the ground. I'd never heard someone with that much money sitting in a cash account in, in the bank. And he said, I, and he explained to me, that money's going backwards. I cannot afford to have it sitting there in cash. I'm looking going, man, I could. That would be awesome. So that was the first time I was exposed to this idea, actually cash when there's inflation is bad. And so they had to, answering one of your other questions, these guys had to continually keep reinvesting. And it was a really big learning lesson for me. The couple looked back at how they found themselves in business broking, which eventually led them to where they are in online properties. I somehow managed to find Corey Rudel. I don't know how I ended up finding that. No one I would know. I can't remember. Him. He, he was, it was the Internet Canadian. Marketing Centre and he was a Canadian guy who did, um, and Rosalind Gardner. And they did affiliate marketing way back in like... And he wrote an e-book on how to buy cheap second-hand cars. Yeah, and I think maybe I came across him. I then also heard of Andrew and Daryl and they were doing e-books. And so maybe that's how I came across no, Corey that. Corey was I, before that. Yeah, Corey was Corey before that. Corey was through that. Success Resources or something like that. Yeah, we went to a, I can't remember. But anyway, sorry, that's Brian a... Tracy <laughs> thing or something and, and I think they emailed us out about that this Corey. young Canadian guy that was making money in this place called the internet. The Reds reveal how exactly they do it how do they make money simply from online properties? It is as simple as in terms of the strategy. So we are 
we're longer term strategists. So we kind of apply all our business knowledge and all our business strategies that we've learned over the years. And we just applied that to online. So going back to that idea of, you know, I saw Corey Rudel, I saw this affiliate marketing thing, I saw eBooks, I saw, we realized okay, the internet is growing. This is a, this is a new marketplace and this is somewhere where we need to be. And reasonably quickly after we kind of learned the ropes from people like that, figuring out, okay, how does this all work? Launched our first website. And then we said, okay, well, like, yeah, that was me saying, do I have to do that again? I want, <laughs> Why can't we just buy an asset? Why can't we buy something that's already done? And, and that's the basis of our strategy. Same thing we did with property, same thing we did with business. Find these uh, websites that are making money on autopilot as much as possible. So making their money from from um, advertising or from ebooks or information or from affiliate programs. So we're not holding any stock. We're just recommending people through to places where they can buy like specific Amazon. things like Amazon. So we partner with the world's biggest companies like Google and Amazon, big blue chip companies, um, to sell their stuff basically. For and commission. For commission. And that's very smart because then you don't have to necessarily go out and actually set up the products and hold the stock and become more like an e-commerce store, which also has its other risks as well too. Yeah, and basically and we go to Amazon and say, have a look and see what's the best-selling thing on Amazon. <laughs> Let's promote that. As there are endless websites online, the couple discusses how they implement a strategy that enables them to find the particular sites they want. First of all, it was the monetization. So we had yeah. to figure out, okay, is it being monetized in a way, making its money in a way that is nice and leveraged for us that we understand? So because my foundation was that sort of affiliate marketing and, and ebooks type strategy, I was looking for sites like that. I, I, I understood how they made their money. So yes, I was sticking to my knitting back then. That's a very successful thing to do. Um, and advertising, Google AdSense sites. Yeah, so... That- First of all, yeah. First of all, monetization. The second yep. thing is that what we're looking for is a system. This, this, it's like finding a house that's already been built. So rather than buying off the plan, what mm. we're looking for is a house that's already been built. So we want the website to be built. We want it. We want people finding that website. We want it to be ranking in search engines like Google for specific search terms around that particular topic. So we had a a couple of websites recently that were around cars and new cars and what they're, you know, features of new cars. And so we need to check that that website is actually bringing in ranking for the right keywords in the search engine. So if someone types in new Mitsubishi ASX, blah, 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 2000 and whatever, does this website come up in the search engine somewhere? And, and are people finding this website? And the questions that we ask, the main question we ask when we're filtering through, we're looking for those evergreen niches, the ones where people are always going to be looking up cars. They're always going to be looking up health stuff. They're always going to be health, wealth and happiness is basically our, our go-to places, which is anything to do with you know, um, relationships and happiness in that way. Hobbies. Um, hobbies, Anyone passions. Anyone learning things. So we're, we're looking for things that, that are easy to understand. Again, it's like, you know, how it's so much easier to buy a property. If you're first starting out, it's much easier to buy a, the sort of property that you would actually yourself buy. Um, so rather than jumping straight to commercial maybe, you would go through, like okay, I'll buy a little flat because I understand what that is. I know who would rent it. I understand how to renovate it. So it's a bit easier to do that than maybe a big commercial buy. 
The couple explain how commercial and residential is a completely different gain in terms of market and there are multiple factors that are taken into consideration. This sort of sites like our students um, like Jasmine and Vet, who bought a site about, tra- about trampolines, you know, just reviewing trampolines. And you can imagine when someone wants to buy a trampoline, there's lots of questions you have around buying that trampoline. Is it safe? How big do I need it? Um, what are the best what ones? Are the best ones? What are the safest ones? What are the most expensive or the cheapest ones? What's the best value for money? What are the different brands? There's so many questions. And really the key to success and what we understood right from the beginning is when you look for a website to buy, you're buying something that's answering a question or solving a problem. And that's the key to making money online. Answer questions and solve problems. It's that simple. So why are not many people doing it? It surprises us actually how many of our students we have to take through that process of, of remember guys, you've got to get in other people's heads. What are they looking for? Um, I think that skill of empathy is something that a lot of people don't realize is so important in business, that you have mm. to understand other people and, and understand what's their problem? What are they looking for? How can I help? The, the whole basis of what we do Every day, I think, how can I help someone? How can I make life a bit easier for them or give them the answer to something they really want to know? And I think if you come at it from that angle, it's a totally different ballgame. Coming up after the break, we hear about how the skilled couple achieve buying sites that have continued to grow their business. So it's much safer if you stick with when you're certainly when you're beginning, is to stick with those websites that have easy to understand topics that are proven money makers. The mindset and advice they've taken with them along their journey. For me, it was how, Matt, learn how to value a business. And it was from hanging around all those very successful business owners who were back in um, Sydney and understanding how to value assets. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sharm and you're listening to Property Investory. Are you interested in small investments with big profits? If the answer is yes, then check out Matt and Liz's free training series that can show you how to buy and renovate cash flow websites. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com forward slash online. When you sign up, you get access to four powerful and practical video training series to help you find and purchase online cash flow properties. I personally watch these videos and highly recommend learning from Matt and Liz as they are experts at this. To get access to your free series, visit propertyinveststory.com forward slash online. In order to solve people's problems effectively, the online experts have to determine which sites to buy by identifying how much value they have. When you first start out, it's much safer to buy the ones that have profit already because there are some topics that are difficult to monetize or different you know, styles of website that are difficult to monetize. So it's much safer if you stick with when you're, certainly when you're beginning, is to stick with those websites that have easy to understand topics that are proven money makers. Um, and you can do that by buying websites that already obviously have profit because they've, they've proven themselves in the marketplace. You can see that they work and you buy it. See, the whole point of buying a website is to bypass all that startup stuff did all the testing and all the, you know, will this work and will it not? Is this the right topic and da, da, da. That's all being done. <laughs> and we can see that when we do the due diligence on, yeah. on the website. 
So the way we value it, a starting point, and it's very rough rule of thumb here, but basically websites are valued just like any traditional business asset and it's it's a return on the monthly uh, profit. So it's a multiplier of the profits. So if this thing, what we say to beginners, when you start out currently in the market, it's about a 20 times a monthly profit. So if a website's making $1,000 a month, then it will probably sell anywhere around that sort of fifteen to $30,000 a month uh, for fifteen to $30,000. Depending how automated it is, how much, how much history it has. Because um, also, of course, the value is very much based on how secure is this site? How likely is it to keep making that money into the future? After buying and selling properties over the years, the couple share their strategy on building up a portfolio. I wouldn't actually go on our journey because we've owned no, we've changed. a lot of websites yep. and you don't actually need to nowadays. Um, so we've revised our strategy over the over the years as the market's changed. And what we suggest for our students is 10 to 15 good websites is a really nice portfolio. Um, and those websites might be making anywhere from a few hundred dollars a month up to $10,000 a month. But having that, we're very much, again, you can see we're, we're very much security oriented. So rather than focusing all our efforts into one big website, we tend to portfolio it. And so we have a whole range of websites making all different amounts per month and I will still buy a small website. So if there's a, a $5,000 website that's got you know, $1,000 a month, well, no, you wouldn't get that nowadays. You used to, but even you know, at, at a few hundred dollars a month, if it's a good buy and I like the niche, I'll still buy it because $5,000 in a website is going to return me more than $5,000 in the bank. Um, but, yeah, so that, to give you an idea... That's, so we have superfluous websites. We don't really need to have as many as we have. Substantial amount of cash that would be coming in and it's all online and very, very low cost. You don't have to leverage too much yourself. You know, you're not having to go to the bank and borrow, say, 20%, which you need on average in, say, Sydney is 200000 200000 you could buy easily $200,000 worth of websites here to generate that kind of income. Yes, yeah. I mean, the returns at the moment on websites are, are phenomenal. We, we haven't seen... You know, returns like this in any it's a very high growth market as well at the moment um, we've seen huge growth over the last 10 years we value them on monthly profit so if it's making a thousand dollars a month a 10 to 12 times 12 times that so ten thousand dollars for a website making a thousand dollars a month then we'd renovate it and our goal was always is always to double it which we can usually do um, at least often we'll triple it and so if you double that, you've paid it off in five months and then it's just income. I so do want to I, I do want to point out we're, we're not experienced every, at this. Yeah, we're experienced and you, there's a lot to learn for yeah. most people, even for experienced people. So we know a bunch of SEOers and we keep saying to them, guys, why are you not buying, you not buying websites? This is a no-brainer. You can do good due diligence, you can see it, you can renovate a site. And so you need, you do need experience, like you need to build up your experience here. And this is the thing that we're excited about, why we love it, compared to when we used to sell bricks and mortar businesses, minimum buy-in on a bricks and mortar business for a decent one is 500,000 to a million plus. With websites, we can get people started buying just little $500 websites. And sure, it's not gonna make them money as such, but the learning process, what they go through, is exactly what you need to do when you want to start adding zeros to that. 
$100,000 websites or $50,000 websites or bigger websites. So the good thing is you whilst there's technical stuff to learn to making money online, it, it's in at a small buy-in price and practice on small sites. Unlike, say, say with property, we're talking about property, you can't practice on a, on a $5,000 property. It's not possible out there, whereas, well, not as far as I'm aware, whereas with websites, though, it's pretty safe. You're not going to hurt yourself in the learning phase. Once you get good at this, then you start, as we know, as you can imagine, you've got to look at a lot of deals to get the good ones. It's not it's not every single day, although I will say there's a lot more websites out there now mm. and there's a lot more website brokers out there. And currently in the current market in particular, you will see a flood of good websites being sold, just like you will with property. Websites will be sold and shares under value over the next six months, in my opinion, not giving financial advice, but I think there's going to be some really good opportunities out there. Having real estate online essentially acts as an insurance especially during hard financial times when there's uncertainty in the property market. The market of the future. Online, like look at Amazon now. It is just growing because because of what's happening in the world right now, the online marketplace is just going to boom even further. Um, internet, what is it? Internet traffic is up 30%. 30% already it just, in the last couple of weeks. This is almost pushing everyone into that online space. So I think we're going to see even more growth coming coming in the next few years. Throughout their journey, they've developed personal mindsets that have ultimately affected the success of their online businesses. My biggest influence in terms of mindset sounds just his attitude and the things that... So I've done a lot of mindset work on myself over the years uh, since I left home and when I was in, in Sydney in my... Um, you know, since I was 18 years old, I, I realised I had to fix myself up and then becoming an entrepreneur, as a successful entrepreneur, there's a lot of mindset blockages that I had to overcome. So I've read lots and lots of books but I guess one of my big influences is seriously someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger because I looked at him and just really admired him because he started with nothing, absolutely nothing and he became who he was and incredibly successful in all areas of his life and he did it purely through the power of his mind, just sheer willpower. And I think that for me that his journey's helped me enormously. Have you read his autobiography? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've read everything. <laughs> I've, I'm looking at his book right now. It's, <laughs> there's a poster on my wall and um, I've got all his books, everything, yeah. So I, I, I know every little story about Arnie since, you know, for the last, what, 25 years. <laughs> yes, he was a very big influence on us as well in that, you know, hey, back in, it was a long time ago when we read his books and it was just reinforcing that idea of buy yourself cash flow, buy mm. yourself investments that return cash flow. Don't work too hard. And that that was something that I think was really important in our journey to all of people, they forget that they don't have to work as hard as they are. And when they buy themselves an investment or something like that, we see it over and over again. They buy themselves another job. They buy themselves work. Uh, because that's what they know, I think. I don't know. And so we were always very, very conscious of the fact that we're, we're buying ourselves an investment and if we're going to grow it and we're going to sell it or we're going to make income from this. And, yeah, so that idea of buying investments, not a job. Excellent, excellent. Do you think that would have been the best advice you've ever received or have you received other advice from other people that you'd like to share? Well, for me, it was how... Matt, learn how to value a business. And 
it was from hanging around all those very successful business owners who were back in um, Sydney and understanding how to value assets. And I guess also a big influence for us was Warren Buffett and obviously that's a big part of how he's made his wealth in life. So I guess because of our, in terms of the big pivotal mindset shift or or the big pivotal thing that advice that I was given as an entrepreneur was definitely around understand how to value business and or Liz would say assets. Understand how to value anything. Yeah. And how to renovate it. It's been an enormously um, good money-making skill to have for us on our entrepreneurial journey. Looking back on their journey, it is inevitable to develop personal habits along the way that have contributed to their successes. I reckon the biggest thing for us is consistency. It's just every day doing something, no matter what's happening in life, um, especially that, so. Yeah, that's fine now, but it was back in the days when it was hard, mm-hmm. when you, you know, when you felt like giving up, when things weren't working, or you, know, you didn't have, we didn't have much money. Um, it was at that time where the most that 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 habit was the most valuable because we didn't give up. We always had that bigger picture in our mind, and we always showed up. Well, that's the other important part. The list was nearly just touched on, which Tyrone was probably even more important than that is having that uh, personal vision. So that's a big thing we learned this off Arnold Schwarzenegger. He had a big vision. And for us, like we said, the vision then led to the consistency. And Arnie even jokes about it. We use this all the time, all the time. Reps, reps, reps. Yep. Just turn up, do the stuff, even when you don't feel like doing it, because it's all feeding back to your vision. So for us, I, I know my vision. I've looked at it for the last 25 years. It's in my wallet. It's on my Evernote. It's everywhere we talk about it daily our kids know what our vision is and we're constantly tweaking it and i think that's probably the number one strategy that's led to our success we both luckily have a very strong shared vision and we consistently work to it wow that is amazing would you mind sharing what that that vision is because it would inspire a lot of us including myself I mean, there's a fair bit to it, actually. Like, it's not like it's one thing because we look at um, the life. Health, wealth and happiness. Yeah, health, wealth and happiness. So we look at our life and um, for me, the vision is actually a lot about the feelings that I want to feel every day. So it's funny, Matt and I are driven slightly differently. So I'm I'm not actually as driven by money as Matt. Um, I did not have a poor, this is going off on topic, I guess, but I didn't have a, a... as underprivileged a background as Matt did. Um, So uh, money wasn't the massive driver for me. It was more that feeling of freedom, that feeling of being able to do the things that I wanted to do, do the things that inspired and and excited me, going on adventures, um, feeling joy, moments of joy. And I know that in order to create that, I need to achieve certain things even down onto a daily basis. But I bring those feelings, I kind of design my life so that I can bring those feelings into today. And I think that was what the connector was for me to be able to, because back when we had nothing and we're really struggling, um, sometimes it's really hard when you're in that moment, when you're in that situation, the vision seems so far away and so remote that you feel a bit disconnected to it. And even though I knew where we wanted to get to, we wanted that freedom. There was things as well, like the, you know, it was the house. We wanted this particular house. We wanted to live in the bush. We wanted to live um, 
amongst wonderful people. There's, there's all those elements of what we wanted. We wanted to be able to buy the things that we want to buy. I wanted the freedom to be able to go to a shop and not even really care what the price was of whatever it is. So sometimes it's those little things because um, I'm not driven by owning Ferraris or, or all that sort of stuff. It's more those day-to-day feelings of freedom and, and joy. And so I'd, I'd bring that into my life, even though when we had nothing, we'd still go off into the bush and spend a day just loving our time, like walking together, dreaming together, um, doing things each day that brought those wonderful feelings. And so we knew we were on the right path. And be able to do the uncomfortable things you got to do because in everybody's journey, you're going to get uncomfortable. There's going to be stuff that you really don't want to do. And but if you can... If you can just know that once I've done that, I'm a step closer to where I want to be, no matter how big or small that is, then you'll do it. And my visions around is more Arnie-like in that I I have it broken up. And I learned this off some of the the personal mentors that I had back in Sydney. Um, So I'd break down areas of my life. So how I work, how much money I earn, what investments do I have, but how's my daily day look like how much time do I have to turn up to work for uh, what do I want in my family life we've got young kids um, how do I want my kids to be how do I want to turn up in my relationships relationships with Liz relationships with kids in my community so all, all the I guess they're the classic um, goal setting that you read about in all those goal setting books which I've read all of them and that's how I created I've come to my kind of I call it the master plan after because Arnie had the, his master plan way back not a lot of people know this, but way back when he first landed in America, he had this master plan and he ticked off every single thing. And it's funny now I look back at my, I just turned 50 at the beginning of this year. And when I look back over my master plan from that I set out, I don't know, when I was 20 or around that age, I've achieved pretty much 95% of everything that I wrote down there. So that's pretty cool. So it works. Setting goals, vision setting works really well. How much of your success is due to your skill, intelligence and hard work? And how much of it is because of luck? I, I believe we create our own luck. Um, so it's it's definitely skill. Um, it doesn't. Ne- I don't think it's necessarily intelligence because mm. um, I have an academic brain. I don't had. I didn't have a business brain as such, and certainly not a sales brain. And a, a, so I had to. Not I actually had me. to learn a lot of stuff. <laughs> I did not take the easy path. So um, I think it's. And I wasn't necessarily. Uh, uh, automatically, what do you call it? Naturally skilled at what I what we did in business. In business, yeah. so I think I think it's it's intention and, and commitment and focus and discipline. They're our keywords, Tyrone. They're, they're, they're written on our wall. They're, they're, they're our personal keywords: intention, focus, commitment, consistency. Yeah. But for me too, the universe does smile on us. Though, yeah, I, I've got to admit, for me, I look back at my life now and I. And I, I tend to, I got this from my granddad, I, I'm i an optimist and I don't look back in my past. I don't like looking back at my past. And as Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's exactly the same. He tends to only live in the now, look forward, and I'm the same. But when I did turn 50, I did look back at my past and I realised, man, I, I've been so lucky. But then as Liz would point out, well, you made your own luck. And it, it's funny, I've kind of forgotten my past a little bit of how the hard times and all that sort of stuff because I tend to paint it with a rose-coloured glasses, but I still, like Liz, I think it's down to our consistency and hard work in its time, but I do acknowledge that I, I have been lucky, but I think I've made my luck. 
Thank you to Matt and Liz Rath, our guests on this episode of Property Investory. Also, for being a loyal listener of the podcast, I've asked Matt and Liz to provide a special offer for the Digital Profits program that can show you how to buy and renovate cash flow websites. Simply visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash online course to claim your offer. Now, when you sign up, you get access to an exclusive training in buying positive cash flow websites and building an online portfolio that generates income from automated sources. I personally watch these videos and highly recommend learning from Matt and Liz as they're experts at this. To claim your special offer, simply visit propertyinvest3.com forward slash online course.